Hi, and welcome to Engaging and Empowering School Libraries, a podcast that aims to raise the profile of school libraries about topics that are current in today's school library world. Today is a special edition, as I'm on my own with only one guest. If you join me normally, I'm a co-host and you two or three guests. But due to the fast-moving pace of chat, GBT and AI, I didn't want to wait to get everybody together. So Dominic and I are here tonight to, to chat it through. I'm sure there'll be much more to say in the coming months on this topic, so we will be coming back to it, um, uh, and I hope Dominic will join us too. So as I've already mentioned, Dominic Sutherland um, is here with me tonight. Um, he's a head teacher of Capellas School House School. He's agreed to talk to me after I contacted Lynn McAllister, who mentioned that her head teacher was talking about chat GPT at their inset day. So welcome Dominic, thank you for joining me tonight and, and can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah of course, um, thanks for having me on. Um, so I'm Yep, as you mentioned I'm head teacher at Capella House School. We're uh, all through school um, based on two sites for students with speech language communication needs, so we go from 4 to 16. Um, that's a broad un umbrella term but we're a special school basically that caters for young people with language communication difficulties. They've all got education healthcare plans um, a bit about myself, I suppose. I've always been interested in technology, and that's kind of why I try and keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on in schools. In all my previous roles, I've been an IT, as a used to be coordinator, then it was ICT, then it was computing, now it's computer science. Um, <clears throat> as long as uh, one, of, one of my passions has been obviously special educational needs, it has always been technology and how we can use it to support the roles of teachers um and i'm not just a head teacher i still actively teach myself i still teach computing and computer science which i think is really important um but one of my big drivers of using technology i think education in the uk is still so far behind the rest of the world in in terms of the the use of technology and how we prepare young people for using technology i think we've got a lot of catching up to do absolutely so before we start i think we probably need to just explain a little bit about what chat GPT is. Um, and before we came on tonight, I had a quick Google search as you do. So, so as far as I'm concerned, ChatGPT is a language processing artificial intelligence tool that is um, capable of generating human-like text. It's able to understand human language as it is spoken and written down, meaning it can understand what it's being fed and able to feed it back in the same kind of way would you agree that that's about right yeah um the way i kind of explain it to staff and to students as well is it's a chatbot lots of our actually students more so than staff are familiar with the term chatbot because they Absolutely. use like, games and things like that and it's you know sometimes if you log on to something online you're looking for support or you're looking to contact a utility company and it's yeah. oh hi i'm here to help it pops up on the screen it's kind of like that in terms of it acts like a person and it responds conversationally to things you put into it. So if you ask it a question, it will answer, and it kind of tries to replicate the dialogue that would happen between you speaking to someone else, maybe an expert in something, or when you're asking for help on something. Absolutely. So a lot of us will have come across these kind of chatbots before, and I yeah. don't know about you, but they're so irritating. They can never actually <laughs> answer the question you want them to. No, they can't. They can't. ChatGPT though seems to be slightly different to this. Yeah, so um, I suppose the, the reason my my reasons for thinking it well, my hypothesis for that is is that 
those chatbots are normally um, very basic, um, normally made by a small team of software developers, where as OpenAI, the company that set up ChatGPT, is a, a lot bigger organization and they have access to far more resources. So, And they've spent a lot of time before launching it on getting it to, to kind of be more human, not just come up with yeah. stock answers, not just come up with lines of code to give a response. They try and be more responsive and use machine learning to give it a more natural response. So those chatbots are, are, are like a step um, a step greater than a frequently asked questions page, isn't it? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. From, but they're limited. Yeah. They're limited by generally because companies don't want to spend a fortune on them that you buy it as a piece of software, and it is only yeah. as good as what's been coded behind the scenes. Okay. Whereas so, go on then. Yeah, I was just say where ChatGPT is it, it kind of forever evolving, so it won't give just stock answers. It's always going to be improving depending on what's put into it. And you've got the opportunity to say to ChatGPT, oh, can you make that clearer? Or I don't understand. Or Whereas you get frustrated if you're speaking to British Gas and, and they'll say, thanks, have I been helpful? Did that help you? Whereas ChatGPT will actually try and use machine learning or AI to try and evolve and be better than that. Absolutely. So... So I know when ChatGPT came out, the sort of uh, well, it was end of November, wasn't it? But yeah. but I was well aware of it, sort of early December. And with all of these new tech things, I like to think to myself, especially AI. I don't really understand it. I'm going to stick my head in the sand. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. And then obviously social media exploded, and I thought actually I can't, I can't just ignore. So I need to, I need to find out more. Um, one of the things that. I've done in my whole lifetime I've got children myself they're now grown up but but when Facebook came out when Twitter started when you know all, all of these different things the way to to learn and understand about them is actually to jump in and use it yeah. so hence that that's what I did and and it, it is honestly it is fascinating um but it, it is such a new thing what made you decide to run an inset day on it or an inset session on it? Um, I suppose, um, similar to you, I, I was aware of it um, because I kind of follow both tech and education on social media and um, on on the web. Um, and I saw it and I just thought it's, it sounded really exciting. Um, and then when I started seeing some educational bloggers and different educationalists and teachers using it on social media. I, I saw the power of it and I thought, actually, this, this has got the potential to really be revolutionary in terms of education and the power it can have for teachers. I thought it's important to act quickly on things like this because if you can become an early adopter, um, anything, and also anything else that can make teachers' lives easier or educators' lives easier, I think it's important to do. And I, I saw that and I thought, actually, why not act on it straight away because it's just important to do that and also part of it part of me the the tech side of me is the reason open ai are not charging anything at the moment is because they want to improve it and i think is that's a good opportunity actually the, the more we can get educators using it the better it'll be tailored for educational purposes so did you did you find that most of your teachers had heard of it or or were some of them shocked by this was the first that they'd heard no, so I had one teacher that had heard of it over the Christmas break and had actually started to use it a bit. I think um, a family member um, had mentioned it and they had a little play around with it. Um, the majority had never heard of it. <clears throat> okay, okay. Yeah. So early adoption is certainly where we're at 
yeah. even just having this conversation really which is which is an exciting place to be really yeah exactly. um, <clears throat> so what you you mentioned a little bit about about it being an exciting thing for um education do you think it's uh, you know and having had a look do you know it can it can create lesson plans it can do marketing schemes it can Apart from make a dinner if you ask it to, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think it's really going to, ha- you know, the fact that we've already mentioned that it might be, um, uh, it's free for now. Yeah. It, you know, is it going to have an impact? Do you think on education? If you know, if they bring in, you know, I suppose, long-winded question. Even if they make it um that you have to pay for it do you think it will still have an impact yeah definitely i do i said this um <clears throat> so we're based on two sites i've done the the internet session i've done now i've done it for i've done it twice <clears throat> i did it once for my secondary team and then once for my primary team and i didn't say this lightly but i do really think it will be revolutionary it can have the biggest impact on teaching since and um, we started using the internet in, in classrooms i really think it's that powerful i think the at the moment we've got in education we've got recruitment crisis we've got well-being and work-life balance and teachers being overwhelmed things is it's such a key issue and this has the potential to really support that on both in both both those areas and so i really do think it's going to revolutionize how teachers um are able to use technology to support them in their day-to-day jobs because so it's going to make things quicker in certain circumstances it's going to, you know, the students already know about it. Yeah. So, you know, and there's lots of talk about it's going to write your essay for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's <clears> a lot of education to do for on the student side of it, but yeah. there's a lot of education to do on the teacher's side of it. And, and you know, like, uh, you know, I, I uh, my children were little when the internet started in schools and and we went through that phase of come home and click and and you know there's a lot of times that new technology is brought into schools where teachers aren't given time to learn no. how to use it or to, or to to work with something do you think that that will need to be put in place and and is it likely or is it or is it just going to be thrown at them like everything is um i think one of the 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 positives, yeah. and I'm not like I say, I'm not by any way endorsed by OpenAI or ChatGPT yeah. myself. No, no, but, no. Um, one of the things I think that have been limiting to technology in schools previously, and I've seen this throughout my whole career, is that sometimes when um, there was a fad, every school would have iPads because iPads are a, a trendy thing to have in schools. But that's yeah. more complicated for teachers to adopt because you have to learn about it, you have to load the software onto it, you have to be confident in. Um, distributing the apps to all the, the different software and the, there's a layer of complication in there and that's the same if you get different computers or, or whiteboards coming to classrooms there's a there's a another part of it another layer to it that you have to learn how to use that technology with yeah. this it is so simple uh, like everyone's used to going onto a website or google or and searching things and because it's so simple and we already have that skill i think it removes that so therefore i think it's easier for people to get into and get on top of it and understand it Okay, so you don't think that the learning to use it is going to be as great as other things in the past? No, I no, definitely so. not, definitely not. So, so we're saying it's not a passing fad. 
No, definitely not. <laughs> They're it, saying it, that the AI and possibly chat GBT or something similar is going to remain. Yeah. Um, so what do you think are the so how can it how can schools um exploit something like chat gbt to benefit like we've touched a little bit on on that it may make teachers lives easier yeah what how do you see can, can you explain some of the ways i mentioned a couple can you think of any others that yeah i can talk practically about before that just going back to the point about um the ease of use and i think something that people or teachers definitely don't realize is they're using ai already in their mm. daily lives so we're a google school we use google as our kind of online system and lots of schools are starting to use this now google for education and ai is built into that so the smart compose when you're writing an email when it's suggesting words for you if yeah. you were using word process we have been for ages the, the spell check on that that's all ai but in there so we're already used to using it maybe yeah. subconsciously okay um <clears throat> even like when you type in on google you start a search it will often predict what you're looking for absolutely so like i said i think it's more um intrinsic or in it's already there it's the yeah. staff but people maybe don't realize they're using it but, but something like chat gbt needs you to think slightly harder than yeah, um, just googling something um potentially but again it it kind of links to what i was saying there it's Teachers already know what they need to do and what they want to do. So they've already got that part of it there. It's just a case of actually just putting it into ChatGPT. The majority of teachers I know um, are very busy people. And often, if suddenly me as a head teacher says, oh, I need you to cover a geography lesson today on rivers, my teacher or my cover supervisor will go straight onto Google and type in year seven lesson on rivers. <laughs> and ChatGPT works in that exact way. So I'm saying it's, it's, not, it's nothing new. But what you get out of it is a lot better and a lot more refined. So some of the uses, like you said, you're asking about uses that um, teachers can use. Well, something like that. If you want to plan a sequence of work, you can type in just something as basic as give me a lesson <clears throat> on rivers for your year seven students. And it will give you something. But what's great about it is teachers then can refine that. Can you give me a sequence of six lessons on rivers for a year seven group um, that have reading ages of uh, seven to 14? Can you include a starter, main task, and plenary? Can you align that to Rosenstein's 12 principles of instruction? And it will give you that level of detail. And once it's generated it, you can ask it to generate it again, or you can even refine it saying, could you present that information in the table? Could you present that information in the table and add a quiz? Can you give me, and then it, you kind of conversation goes on with it and you could say, oh, can you give me what the keywords and definitions will be for this? So all the supplementary things you'd need as a teacher can go there you can even say can you suggest some um information books and i suppose this is for you as a librarian be interesting can you suggest some information books based on the topic of rivers appropriate for a year seven class with a reading age of and it does it can you suggest some youtube links to videos it, it it's just rather than having to go on the internet or to google and do all those things yourself it can do it all there and then you've got everything you need so some of the things that i've been reading is <clears> that it, it likes to make things up when it yeah. doesn't have the answer, it will make it up and it yeah. can make it sound real. So, for example, um, librarian friends of mine have been asking it to create references and it and it looks perfect. It looks yeah. great. The links yeah. link to nothing. So there is an element of teaching, even if students do decide that they're going to grab it and write their essay with it. Yeah. 
at the moment, it should be relatively easy to spot if a student is has written something with chat yeah. GPT. Yeah. Um, it is it is about so there's two elements is where I'm going I suppose is the fact that for teachers what you've just described sounds amazing doesn't it yeah um thinking back to when I was a child and robots were going to take over the world and mm. give, make everybody's take everybody's jobs what you've just described is making something quicker it's not taking over the teacher's no. role because the teacher still has to think to themselves yeah how am I going mm. to teach that what am I going to do in front of the class what is useful what is not what am I capable of yeah and their own personality and their own teaching skills comes into the to the fore don't come to the fore yeah and that and that's what I said to staff uh, is I, I made it clear it's only as good as what you put into it yeah. Now me, I'm not a geography teacher, so if I using that that example of looking for something in rivers, I wouldn't be be able to discern whether that, that that content was appropriate or not. But yeah. I know computing, so when I I tested it myself extensively before um, doing an inset with staff, I wanted to be sure that I didn't get caught out. So I asked it to produce um, a unit of work um, on Python coding for year eight, and I gave yeah. some specific criteria based on that. And almost word for word, and in fact, better than the unit plan I've I, I had that I came up with a couple of years ago that I've been using and refining for the last four or five years. <laughs> it was almost a perfect match for it. But in fact, it was better because it had some easier solutions and some better explanations of how to do things. Yeah. So that yeah. gave me the confidence as me as the subject specialist that ensuring staff are a subject specialist, they can do that. Yeah. Or with anything we use, it's always you've got to be discerning. And I think. In terms of students, I think the stuff around students using it and uh, as writing essays and plagiarism concerns, I think that's a bit of a non-starter because I think um, in education anyway, we put so much emphasis on teaching what I believe are the wrong things, just teaching facts. But actually, we should be teaching in the digital world um, young people to be discerning and to be able to identify reliability, bias, all of those things. And it kind of links into something like chat gpt absolutely it's it's well it's one of the perfect tools for school librarians because we teach critical thinking we teach yeah exactly exactly inquiry. and questioning questioning is going to become a massive massive part it should be already but it's not part of the curriculum where it's uh, how do you, what how do you ask questions like absolutely. what questions what information do you want and how can you ask a question that's going to get you the best form of that information absolutely so it's so it's it's going to make us you know there's a lot of hype about it's going to stop people thinking but actually yeah. you do need to think more um, yeah, exactly. An, exactly. an example I, I thought right I'll, I'll i'll use it for myself and and i write a few blogs and i got it to give me an outline of a blog uh, which was great i was like oh this is saving loads of time and then i couldn't I, I needed to walk away from it because that isn't how I write blogs. No, no. <laughs> My blogs come from me and, and yeah. what I'm thinking and how I talk, not as a structure. So it's about finding that balance, isn't it, between using it as a tool to encourage you to think about something else that maybe you hadn't considered before, but also um, knowing when it, it isn't useful. No, an example yeah. you've just described there so um for example what i've asked it to do and what I've, i know colleagues have used it if you write something ask it how could i improve this writing yeah how would yeah. you critically analyze this piece of writing so if you put yeah. in and then it can it can give you good responses and actually it can give you good starting points mm. so and it's again trying, it's that dialogue with it that you you can use it's to trying to get that balance though isn't it because 
because I did get it to write me a blog. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was good. And and could I have posted it as one of my own? It doesn't quite doesn't quite get the chatty vibe that I hope yeah. that I can Yeah, your personality. Mind. It can't do personality, yeah. No. Um and would I want it to, to write a blog for me? No, I wouldn't really, because I want my thoughts and my ideas written mm-hmm. down on the page. So so that's what's the learning process of this, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's going to make yourself life easier. And, and we almost have to try and get that across to students, don't we? Is the fact that, yeah, you can get to write you an essay, um, but it's not yours. And, and have you learned anything? And of course, it's that kind of questioning that's going to come once you, you know, you are getting students to submit an essay. But that, that's what you can use that exactly like with students. Uh, if a student uses it to write an essay or a piece of writing, you can then as a class analyse that piece of writing and say, why is this not a piece of writing that that will, is going to get you high marks? Or why is this not a really creative piece of writing? Yeah. What's good? What's bad? And again, it's that critical analysis and the thinking skills and and getting people's like build developing their metacognition skills of like getting that getting into the use the AI to help them develop their own thinking about what their strengths are and what how they learn. Yeah. So there's there's a lot to there's a lot of positives, isn't there? It, yeah. It's for those that are scared, for those that are unsure. What would your advice be to someone who has very little knowledge of chat, GPT, um, or AI? What would your advice be, you know, if they... Have a go. Have a go. Choose something you know about. Choose something you know about or interested in. Have a go and just start playing with it and start really trying to, like, have fun with it and try and catch it out and and do things like that because then you'd be surprised. So my um, head of primary, she was really sceptical. She's like, oh, no, this is scary. This is not going to replace us. And I was like, no, it's not, but look at the power it has and think about how you can use that to support you. And and I, the other thing I always say, it's not the magic bullet. It's not the magic bullet to getting all your planning done to, to helping write reports or to helping mark things. That's never, you, it, that can never be done. There's no such thing as a, a magic bullet, but it's not a magic wand, but it can help you. When you're, when you're stuck, when you're tired, it can give you good ideas. Um, something else that teachers sometimes struggle, particularly in the context of mine, special needs school, is explaining things in a way that is really simple to understand. Yeah. You can use it. You can ask, give it a topping, say, could you explain this as if I was a five-year-old? Or, and I started it, that, yeah. 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 And it's great. It really does it really, really well. It's very, very it's, So it's people that are skeptical, I say, just have a go at it, first of all. But don't think about it as the solution to everything. Try and think of it, okay, how can it help me? And be be conscious of the limitations that it does have. Yeah, um, I was going to finish on that, but I've got one question that I jumped across, and it was it was, um, I've heard that some schools in America have banned. Yeah, New York. Yeah, schools using it. Yeah, but banning something using you know banning it inside a school is not going to prevent students using no. it outside school. No, no, no. So so would you agree that actually that's not a good idea yeah. and. <clears throat> And and from what we've been saying, I would suggest that that it's education that that schools need if it becomes mainstream. Because I would imagine at the minute, because of the, there's this talk of it it being monetized and you know it might be costing, um, that that schools currently aren't going to jump in too headlong at this point. Um, but 
but banning it doesn't seem to be a way forward does it no and it's the same again like I say my background in working in computing and computing science in schools we've had this before and banning is something that I've never subscribed to with anything um mm. Because, for example, Roblox, there's been lots of issues around Roblox and safeguarding and, and schools um, often send letters. I'm saying, oh, um, be aware, you should not let your child use Roblox. It's the total wrong approach because you kind of force it away from the public eye. You force yeah. pupils. Pupils are going to do what they want anyway on devices and things at home. And it's about educating them. It's about educating parents and families. And it's about actually be honest and open. And, and if we're preparing young people for the digital world we live in, you have to have conversations about what are the negatives, the negative impacts of things. And that's, again, that's the guidance from lots of the, like um, London Grid for Learning. They've always supported that in saying, actually don't ban, talk about it, explain why they shouldn't be using it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, a, it's such a fascinating topic, Dominic. Um, and we could talk for it, well, <laughs> I could personally talk about it for hours. Um, this was just a, a, a brief introduction to to what ChatGPT is, is going to give us potentially in the future um I do you know I do thank you for joining me it was really interesting um we are going to try and do another podcast again with a few more guests um probably early February so hopefully you'll be able to join me again then um if you've been listening to tonight's uh, chat um and want to learn more so if you don't want to this is my plug if you want to not have to wade through the mountains of um uh, information that's out there um, I'm running an introductory webinar to ChatGPT on Wednesday evening at six o'clock um, and the link to that session will be in the podcast notes below so thank you very much for joining me this evening Dominic I will stop the recording thank you uh, stop. Okay, so thank you so much for doing.